to the Libero Live. It's me, your host, Kenny. I'm joined this week by Alex. Just me and you yep. this week. No, Zach. <laughs> hopefully you can hear us. We are a little bit... Um, you can hear us, hopefully. Um, yeah, Zach's not here. Zach, I hope you are feeling a little bit better, mate. Um, hope you get well soon. Te- Zach, I suppose, is what we class him. Technical director? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> IT guy. Um, sent me some stuff last uh-huh. night to help set this all up, so hopefully you can hear us. Can't say that it's all going to go smoothly <laughs> today. Uh, we will hopefully, uh, hopefully find out later on. I, I do also have um, the pad as well. Um, so again, this could all go completely tits up um, as we go through. Um, but we've got um, a few topics we're going to chat about today. We're going to talk about the fairly sad news that Derby County have gone into administration this week uh, and the face of the 12-point deduction, at least a 12-point deduction as it stands in the, in the championship. We're going to then speak... A little, about, a little bit about the first five games in the Premier League, who has impressed, who has somewhat disappointed us. And then we look at the Carabao Cup draw, which happened in midweek for the fourth round. So we'll make a start, mate. We'll have a look at, uh, first of all, the situation at Derby County. Uh, we know Derby County. Mace is a Premier League team, don't we really, back yeah. in the day when we were growing up. What were your thoughts initially when you heard the, heard the news? Mm, it's always sad when you hear... A team's go struggling like that, and they're going into administration. Um, yeah, you just always in the back of your mind, you're just thinking, I hope they don't just dissolve completely, sort of like bury, you know, yeah, uh, and get a ban from from all domestic football and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, um, I I don't know too many details, so I was hoping you'd fill me in a bit on that. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Um, for those who follow me on Twitter, um, my personal profile, and I say the Libero stuff, we've done, we done a lot of work with the Wigan Athletic administration issue yeah. uh, last year during, during the pandemic. So it's, it's, it's one of an interest of mine, so hopefully I can fill the um, viewers and yourself in, in, with, with what's happened at Derby County. And the, the bigger chat we need to have, I think, as a collective, as Football fans as well, different clubs. Yeah. You don't want to see you don't want to see clubs struggle, but then there needs to be some sort of regulation. Mm. So yeah. we'll have a chat about what's going on at Derby County. We'll have a look at what regulations we think we could be bringing. Of course, you can get involved in the chat throughout the show on YouTube, Twitch, and on Facebook, or you can tweet us at the Libero online. If you agree, disagree, whatever, um, you can let us know. And of course, if you listen to listen to this as a podcast, don't forget to give us a five star review and. Uh, pop a comment on there. You can say whatever you want in the comments as long as you give us that five star review. So that's how the algorithm works. Um, <laughs> the Derby County uh, were put into administration last, what day on now, Sunday, uh, started this week, um, and they've been hit with an automatic points deduction yeah. as per EFL rules. First of all, mate, do you agree with the fact you should get an automatic points deduction since you go into administration? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I think um, you need some sort of deterrent like that to. To um, keep it under control in a, to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, it's a hard one because some teams don't um, bounce back in the same way as others, uh, depending on their fan base and stuff. So, yeah, it could it can be the start of the end if they get a twelve point deduction and they get relegated and then they get relegated again because they've lost all their assets and stuff. So yeah. That's the that's the worry. I mean, I've, I've been listening to 
few podcasts, a few experts in this, particularly um, the Price Football Podcast, Kieran Maguire. Yeah. We've done a really good, we've done a really good bit on it. But this has been rumbling on in the background for Derby County fans, as, as I know if there are any, are any watching. There's, it's been rumbling on for years and years and years. It's all come about. Ah, I'll give you a bit of history about it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so the twelve point deduction at the minute could not be the end of it. It could be a lot more, yeah. depending on what charges they face in the EFL. One of the charges yeah. is that they won't be able to pay their players for them yeah. for this month, which yeah. will be another point deduction. Kind of, it's three or four. Yeah. So Derby at the minute are run by a guy called Mal Morris, Malvin Morris, give his full name. He is the basic. He's made his money from. You know King Games? They do like Candy Crush okay. and things like that. So yeah, he, yeah. I don't know if he owns that group or he's involved heavily in that group, but he's a multi-millionaire. Um, and he's a Derby County fan, which you would imagine for him would be all the more galling. That yes. He takes some personal mm. response, yeah. responsibility, doesn't he, yeah. I, would, I would imagine. Yeah. But he's, he's basically blamed various factors, including COVID. And uh, interestingly, what people have said, coercion from other clubs towards the EFL. So, to, again, I'm not an accountant, I'm not an expert in the situation at Derby County, but what they haven't done over the last few years, mm-hmm. they haven't actually even shown their accounts at Company's House mm-hmm. the last three seasons. Right. So they were forced by the EFL, which is, I believe is against company law. You have to, every year, submit yeah. some accounts. They haven't done it for three years. Okay. Alarm bell number one yeah. starts to ring then. What they also do... And I believe they're the only club in the EFL that does this. Is that they there's something a financial term called amortization. Um, I don't know if you're aware of amortization, what it is, how it's worked out. But again, not a not a an expert in the situation. But basically, if you let's say Man United signed Paul Pogba, yeah, when they signed Paul Pogba for eighty million pound, let's say that's the transfer fee. Um, his wages. They give him a five-year contract. His wages, let's just say, are twenty million pounds. So in total, yeah. it's a hundred million pounds fee. Yeah. That's what goes on the books. What that is done, that is then spread over the length of the contract. So every year, their amortization of Pogba will be twenty million pounds a year. Yeah. Derby don't do that in that way. They're the only club apparently in the EFL that don't amortize their players like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, they do it another way. Okay. I'm not entirely sure what other way is, but according to whoever you listen to, whether it's Derby fans, whether it's um, experts in the field the EFL apparently not saying this is true or not have said originally to Derby County yes you can do this and now they've said you can't amortise your players this way mm. it's basically to stretch the FFP rules yeah potentially yeah. Um, so that's that's the bit of the backstory about what it is and basically the way Derby County have allegedly been um, valuing their players is from the website Transfer Market Right, which is basically, and it has been proven to be like three guys, or it's even Holland or Germany, just making up making up prices of players. There's no algorithm on transfer yeah. market that can determine the the, the yeah. price of their players. Yeah. So this is all what's been going on in the background, and now of course COVID's hit, no fans, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, to to add to this, Wickham Wanderers, who went down last season, and Derby County stayed up threatening to sue right i don't know who they're trying to sue mm. at the minute and it might be a little bit ambulance chasing from their lawyers to yeah. suggest that they they're suing but yeah. they went down by a point one goal difference mm. last year yeah and if this would have been done last year like it should have been yeah 
they would have stayed up. Yeah. You may remember, viewers may remember the whole issue with we had two separate fixture lists at the start of the season, one for Derby in the championship mm-hmm. and one and four technically four, one for Derby in the championship in, in League One and then one for Wickham. Yeah. In the championship in League One as well. So it's all carnage. No one knew what was going on because they still had this this potential points deduction hanging over them. So it's a complete mess. Yeah. So where they stand now, Derby County, said from what I've heard and read and, and listened to, is the fact that they've obviously now gone to administration. They've had their administrators appointed. Yeah. Now it's a case of how much is somebody willing to pay for Derby County? Mm. Yeah. Like you said, Mace. Yeah. They're looking at 12-point deduction. Mm-hmm. They've been in a position where they, they now can't buy players. There'll be, there'll be a transfer embargo. Yeah. <laughs> they can only buy players... On a very low wage, free transfers were outside the transfer window now, so they can't sell play, sell yeah. any sell anybody. Yeah. So in, in re- yeah. Wayne Rooney's a very improved manager, kept him up last year, but what he'd be able to do with that squad. Mm. Now I don't know what you think of Wayne Rooney as a manager. Mm. I think he'd be alright to be honest. I don't know if that's the right team for him, but yeah. Yeah, kept kept him up last year, yeah. but you know, there's been various various numbers. Uh, floating around with regards to sorry thank you for the followers guys I'll get through all the followers in a minute on Facebook as well and for the comments we've had as well um, basically now and this this might get a bit boring guys it's a bit technical discussion about tax so last year in, in the UK there was a change in the tax law yeah that, that you, you wouldn't know I wouldn't know no one would have known so basically now HMRC who uh, the Tax guys in England for the in the UK for, for people who aren't Her Majesty's Revenue, Revenue and Customs. Um, they used to be what was called an unsecured creditor. So basically, they weren't they were paid last, mm. and at least paid only twenty five p to the pound, whatever they wrote. Yeah. Now they are second in the line after the staff, right? Which are known as a secure creditor. Yeah. So from what you read. These values may or may not be true. I need to put that out there. I'm only speculating what these values are before I get angry Derby fans saying, oh, got, well, I don't want to worry anybody, but you know, it needs to be said. Apparently now that's 20 million quid right. tax bill. Yeah. They have apparently around about 10 million pound in football debts. Yeah. So football debts are all the staff, any outstanding transfer fees, any outstanding payments they need to make to, to any of the, the, the footballing uh, side, of, side of the business. That's around about 10 mil. Yeah. Then they have around about five to ten mil left in what's known as unsecured creditors. So I'd imagine that is things like people doing the catering, yeah, in Pride Park, and they're owed at least twenty five p to the pound. Yeah. To add to this, if you don't pay your unsecured creditors twenty five p to the pound, you get another points deduction on top of that. Okay. <laughs> so this could this could tally like maybe up to twenty points, twenty one points in, in deductions. Yeah. So, so you're looking at what? 60 million quid yeah. to buy a club that are going to be in League One. Yeah. And to add on top of this as well, Derby County don't own their ground. They sold their ground mm-hmm. to the owner yeah. last year, some may say, to inflate yeah. financial papers, documentation in regards to financial fair play. Mm-hmm. And the owner, Mal Morris, has pumped in £100 million worth of loans. So he's going to have to walk away from £100 million quid and go, I don't want that money back. Yeah. Or 25p in the pound, he'd be an unsecured creditor. Yeah. So another 25 minutes on top of that that he'll, he'll have to walk away from. Yeah, yeah. 
it's not illegal to do any of that, by the way I've said. It's not, mm-hmm. not breaking any laws. You can sell the EFL changed their, their rules last season. Yeah. So that owners couldn't buy their grounds off the club. So Birmingham have done it, Villa have done it. Um, a couple of the clubs, obviously Derby County have done it as well. Um, but now, of course, the, ad, the admin are in and the tax man's got to be paid after the staff. I thought an interesting point as well that was brought up was... Um, when you go into administration, depends when you get the points deduction. So if you go into administration, I think it's after the third week of May, March, sorry. You go in before the third week of March, so what, you're halfway through the season, well, three quarters of the way through the season, yeah. you get the points deduction then that season. If you go in after, it, right. it goes to the next season. So this is, this is where, this is why the points deduction is taken this season. This may be why some teams hold out for administration towards yeah. the end of the season. Yeah. So they are struggling at the minute that I'll be counting. It could be even up to the point where they might not even be able to put games on because now the, the, the administration have come in and they cannot put debts on, they cannot spend money they haven't got. So they can't. So what happens now to policing, to yeah. stewards, to St. John's Ambulance that has to go to the ground and you have to legally supply all that? Yeah. Where are they going to get this money from? In a, in a time where you haven't got a transfer window, you can't sell a player, you can't sell the grounds, you've had all your. Um, season ticket money in mm-hmm. you've had your EFL you've, I think EFL payments are paid twice a year so they might be able to like TV rights and the like yeah. so you might be able to pull some of that forward but yeah. realistically they are really struggling so yeah. like you said mate that's the backstory of it that was maybe sorry for viewers and maybe it's like a bit more technical than what you were probably expecting for a Saturday morning football chat show it's good um, to get the insight <laughs> that's and again I can't say any of that is correct 100% that's what I've read what I've heard just mm-hmm. Yes, and I don't want to worry Derby County fans, but you know, it's not looking great. No. And unfortunately, at the end of this, mate, people are going to lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. And poor, poor fuckers at Derby County. We're thinking of you, the Libero. I know that there's there's fans all over the country who are going to be thinking of you. You know, I see we see sort of Wigan where they lost nearly a hundred jobs. People in the ticket office who had no nothing to do with the carnage that's, mm-hmm. that's happened behind the scenes are going to lose their jobs over this. Um, which is such a shame, particularly in the the way we find ourselves at the minute. You know, gas prices are going up, and yeah. you know, can't get petrol at the pump at the minute. And yeah, r- r- really feel for you. But this then opens up now to the, the wider discussion that we need to have. Like we mentioned at the top of the program, we need to have a discussion as football fans across the world mm. about how we make football more financially viable. Yeah. And not having, I'm not calling Mal Morris a fly-by merchant. I think he's a Derby County fan who has pumped loads of money into that club. Let's not forget that he has kept them afloat. Yeah. But you know, people see football clubs. I mean, the trophy, the trophy yeah. uh, uh, assets really like horse race. You don't, they don't go and make foot make money out of football. Yeah. We, we we all know that. Yeah. You know, they're like horse, they're like horses or. Yeah. Um, or else you buy the trophy assets an NFL club you're not going to make any money out of it but racing cars yeah exactly yeah Formula 1 yeah exactly same thing you're not going to make any money out of it you do it for you know yeah. trophy reasons but we've seen Berry yeah go back back to the wall we've seen Macclesfield Town lead the EFL Portsmouth Portsmouth have had trouble Wigan, Wigan yeah. Bolton yeah. I don't know if it's if it's Coventry. just 
Coventry, yeah, with their ground. Birmingham City, they're in trouble. Reading are looking at a nine-point deduction mm-hmm. only this week. But that's a slightly different story. Yeah. Um, how... This is a lot to say in, in one podcast, of course, and we, we're not going to come up with a golden bullet here. Yeah. But what would you do? What would you do to help keep unscrupulous owners? And I'm not saying any of those teams we mentioned have unscrupulous owners out of football. Is there a way? We of course have the directed ownership test. Mm. Would you agree that probably doesn't go far enough? Mm, yeah, I think. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of regulation brought in. I don't know if a wage cap is the right thing, but something yeah, along those lines. Yes. Um, something to keep the costs at a, a rate that will sustain the business for a prolonged period without putting it at too much risk. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly how the most what the most effective way of doing that is, but. Because you also don't want to suck the life out of the game either. If if they're too harsh, you might end up with them just getting relegated anyway, sort of thing. Or yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly. You look at English football. We we're one of the very few in the in the world that have a pyramid system. Certainly, the amount of professional clubs we have is is fairly unheard of. I think across the whole world, Mm -hmm. it's 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 having to keep that pyramid together Mm -hmm. where you've got at the top of it. Premier League yeah. earning billions, yeah. billions a year, and then at the bottom of it, you've got, you know, I, I think it's Oldham in it, propping up League Two, yeah. who whose owners aren't putting any money in it. They're the owners at Oldham are refusing to sell tickets to ultras, the Oldham ultras, because they're, they're afraid they're going to start causing yeah. chaos there. Yeah. And it's a case; of, it's a difficult thing to do to to be able to manage that whole pyramid. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, if you if one fails, you're on the risk of the whole league being affected in terms of they can all end up being liquidated. I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the viewers think as well, but we had um, when COVID hit, we're thinking, Christ, how many clubs are going to go out of business mm. now? We haven't lost any. Mm. I don't know how. <laughs> no, I, I think you could put. A, yeah, this is. I'm not going to go all politically, but you know. There were things put in place by the government, mm. you know, whether you agree with what the government are doing in a minute, that's not by the by. They put things in place to help. Okay, the bill is going to land soon. Yeah. It's going to land one day. You know, yeah. they're going to want their money back at some yeah. point. But at the minute, they managed to keep, yeah. to keep, keep it together. I've spoken to an owner of a football club in League One. Um, and he described to me the director and ownership test mm-hmm. about how it works. And he pretty much said to me, all you have to do is to send them a bank statement yeah. to say, I have the money in the bank. Yeah. And somebody from the bank to basically confirm that, yeah, you're good, you're good for mm-hmm. the cash. Now that, could be, now, that could be anyone. That could be, you don't know where that money's come from. There are some certain you know, um, money laundering checks and that in place, but it's usually the bank and stuff that does that sort of yeah. thing. And there's nothing stopping then the owner going, right, I'm going to turn up to the house. Bad enough. This isn't going to work out for me anymore. And that's when it really has seen older in a minute. So there's been talk of having a bond. Basically, what it is is a non-refundable bond Mm -hmm. that you put down, say, five million quid. And if the club is run financially poorly, 
yeah. you are then liable to not get that bond back. Yeah. That's something you think would be... I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I think five million is probably not even enough. Honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I don't know how teams are valued. I'm not, I don't know enough about the economics of, of football to know how they're valued. But you know, if you if you can afford a football club, mm. people I think get this idea of football clubs that okay, let's say I mean, picking a name completely out random here with a, no context whatsoever. Rochdale, yeah. let's say someone goes in right. Rochdale is worth let's say five million quid. Yeah, you pay five million quid. You get the club. What what you're paying for is the badge yeah. and any of the property yeah. the, 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 yeah, and the players. What doesn't what people don't tell you about a football club is that if it's not making money, mm. you've got to write a check out every week yeah. to cover those losses. Yeah. Now I think I read somewhere that Burn, Bristol Rovers, yeah. so they've got League One, League Two club, yeah. are losing twenty five grand a week. Yeah. <laughs> not only have you got to buy them for five, six million, seven million pounds, you then got to write out a check every yeah. every week for twenty five grand just to keep. Just to keep the, the yeah. Club as, if, as a, if you're a dedicated fan of the club and you've you followed them your whole life, and you've got enough money to do that, and it's like a hobby, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Is it a wise business move though? Not at all. And that's the case of what what mm-hmm. is going to football for. Zach, thank you very much for your comment, mate. I hope you're feeling well. Uh, yeah, yeah, matching throws this week. Yeah, <laughs> I actually put them on. They weren't on. Um, before, but I thought, yeah, we'll go, we'll go with the throws this week and see see what the feedback is. Obviously, all, all good. You know, I hope you're well, mate, as well. Um, one thing we talk about in football as well, with regards to the finance in the football, mm. and this is sort of linking into Reading as well. Yeah, Reading are the highest wage to turnover spenders in the in the championship. According to some some data that I've seen, they spend two hundred pounds of income on work, two hundred percent of income on wages. So for every hundred pound they receive. 200 quid is spent just on player wages. Mm. So this isn't even before like the grounds and things like this, yeah. right? You can start to see where these things go yeah. go south really, yeah. really quickly. Yeah. The pro- another problem that they're looking at is, is what is known as cliff facing. Yeah. So the cliff face between the Premier League and the Championship is just too vast to climb yeah. unless you spend money. Yeah. Is there a way that we can look at you know, redistributing the wealth of the Premier League? Or are the Premier League well within their rights to go, remember this contract you signed back in 1992? Mm. You signed now, I'm sorry. Mm. We've, we've, we've taken the Premier League and made it into this yeah. all-conquering machine. Sorry. Mm. It's not our fault. Why should we bail you out? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one because you could pump however much money you wanted into it championship team and not necessarily ever get to the Premier League um, but if it pays off it pays off big doesn't yeah. it yeah I mean there's a couple of, of again things I've read and heard about in the past was that when, remember when Newcastle got relegated to yeah. the championship yeah. they had to go up that year mm. or they would have been yeah. fucked yeah. financially they would have been liquidated yeah. and another thing I heard only this week was to get a roll around the whole Derby County situation was that they played Villa in the playoff to get into the Premier League. Mm-hmm. The loser of that game would have been in the same position yeah. that Derby and now Villa were spending money like it was going out of yeah. fashion, yeah. and they they were they were knackered as well. And it was it literally a toss of a coin: mm. who goes up yeah. is is 
So there needs to be a wider conversation about fo- about football finances. I know Tracy Crouch, the MP, has got her fan-led review happening here. So you know, fans want cheaper tickets. Yeah. They want more transparency, which is all great stuff. But then they need to think about how this then ties in with the finances of clubs. So, I mean, it'll be funny if you if you own a football club and the fans go and you need the money yeah. and you're charging twenty five quid ticket, and the fans go, "Well, we're not going to pay for we're only going to pay fifteen. Yeah. Well, there's a cap on the tickets. Yeah. Well, we're not going to survive. Yeah. Without that, not in the Premier League because football doesn't really yeah. matter in the Premier League. But lower league, you're going to you're yeah. going to as a fan though, you would be looking at the the, the owners. And how they should be taking responsibility for the actions they've taken in spending that money. Yeah. Because you, you can't spend all that money and then and then say to the fans, "Oh right, we've got to charge you forty quid a ticket now." Yeah. Uh, and we've been charging you twenty five quid a ticket because mm. the fans would walk away. Yeah. And then you've lost all that money you'd have regularly have anyway, just by forcing them out. It is. It is certainly a a, a, a difficult decision. This is why. Yeah. Mm. I like to think people smarter than me run football clubs, but sometimes I don't think yeah. they do. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's sort of the whole derby thing in yeah. in, in a nutshell. Um, I think the, another thing they need to do, some of these owners, is sell players at the right time. If you're in a if you're in a sort of middle ground where you're not in trouble yet, and you've got a few valuable players, shift them on, get that money in, yeah, and then reinvest it somewhere else, get some youth players in, yeah, that, that are half decent on lower wages and things that just circulate the players do what some of the smarter clubs do yeah there's, there's some great teams out there yeah. teams like Brentford yeah. are doing really well um, they've got this whole sort of like B team thing going on rather than having an academy and things like this yeah. um, Accrington Stanley apparently are, are run really well and I I keep on track so I'm, I'm really sad and I, I have um, email alerts set up for every every football club on company's house Yeah. so I get an email come through whenever anything drops on there mm-hmm. And that's in Scotland and Wales as well. And Scottish football clubs have been run amazingly well during COVID. Mm. They're not losing money. If mm. some some of the accounts have only shown three months of COVID, but yeah, you know you, you can do it. You can run a football club yeah. responsibly. Mm-hmm. I know Accrington Stanley are doing it, but I think what football clubs need to do is think out the box and be a three hundred and sixty-five day a week op- a, a yeah. year operation, yeah. rather than just having that ground full. Yeah. 24 times a yeah. season, 23 times yeah. a season. But, you know, there's a lot to come out of this. As we said, Derby fans, we're thinking of uh, Derby fans and particularly the people who work at Derby County. We're with you. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll look into any potential owners that come in. We'll, we'll, we'll sort of vet them for you because apparently the EFL don't do it. Um, I mean, they've had Eric Alonso and all this stuff. This, this geezer who posted a, an Instagram video of his house going, I've got, all, I've, this is, I've got loads of money. And then it turned out it was actually like some influence house that he nicked the video. And, uh, yeah, yeah, proper, proper tire kicker. Yeah. But we hope that it sorts stuff out. Who knows, you might stay up. Wayne Rooney might keep you up. Mm-hmm. And the point deduction won't make a difference. But Will they be able to keep hold of Wayne Rooney? That's the thing. He's come out now and said, Mal Morris hasn't spoken into for like six weeks mm-hmm. and he's ignoring his calls. So it's all just a mess. Yeah. It's all a mess. And yeah. I think the quicker Mal Morris gets out of that club, the better. Yeah. Um, but... Don't get out the frying pan and into the fire. Yeah. Would be my my concern with Derby. Yeah. They rush it. They could end up in a position where the fans, if it if it goes downhill really badly, the fans might end up just setting up a a a, a dummy club sort of thing, like a, a new club, club yeah. yeah, like a Derby United or something, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and starting it themselves. That's what Berry Berry does. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, AFC, AFC Wimbledon were yeah. were yeah. an offshoot of MK Dons. Yeah. 
Um, so it can be possible. There are loads of ways out of it. Yeah. And Derby are still a massive club, in my opinion. They are a huge club, historically yeah. as well, yeah. um, who wouldn't want to buy them. No. Yeah. But, you know, people know a lot more about finances. Uh, will probably tell me the 100 reasons why they wouldn't buy a football club. Yeah. But we will move on to, uh, to our second topic. Hopefully this works. Topic next button. Uh, five down, 33 to go. Um, we had a chat during the week um, about the fact we are five games in. And that is generally when you look at the form table and the form table is full. <laughs> now you've got five W's or five L's or whatever, if you're Norwich anyway. Um, and we decided we'll have a little chat about who we think has uh, impressed and disappointed us so far. So again, do get in touch if you are on the chat and let us know if you agree, disagree and who um, has disappointed you or impressed you. So... I'm going to start, mate, with, with yep. the impressed section. Uh, I'm going to give you my first one, and that is going to be Brighton, which yes. is probably... Top four. Yeah, probably not a, not a surprise to anybody mm-hmm. um, that I picked them. But my, my, it's probably a surprise to everyone that they're currently mm-hmm. fourth in the league above Man City. I think it's Graham Potter, isn't it, this manager? Yeah, I think Graham Potter is brilliant as a manager. I think he, he knows how to see games out. He knows how to set up against tough opponents. Yep. He, he doesn't mind changing his formation uh, to suit. Um, yeah, I, I think they deserve to be there. And anyone who watched Brighton last season would know that they had, I think, the third highest XG mm. in the league yeah. um, and just couldn't put their chances away. Yeah. So people who were looking to the stats and the data of football would go, actually, this has been coming. If they could put the ball in the back of net. Yeah. Which, you know, for the first five games they have, yeah. um, Neil Moore pay, yeah. three and five, for example. Yeah. He's getting himself sent off for trying to punch people or whatever. Yeah. Um, the one player I've been really impressed with is Basuma. Mm-hmm. I think he's been yeah. class in what I've seen of him. I now get in the habit of watching match a day goals on Sunday every Sunday morning. Yeah. He's always heavily involved. Do you think for him it's only a time that he gets, his, gets a move to a bigger club? Probably, yeah. I think he was linked with Liverpool in the summer. Yeah, he's probably one of the best players they've got, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can see him moving, actually. And I think if they're smart, they will move him on because he'll, he'll have a hefty price tag, I think. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like you saw, they got a decent amount of money out of Ben White. <laughs> they can get money, they can get blood out of a stone. Exactly, yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the smart option, especially after talking about Derby County. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should probably take the money if they if they get the opportunity. But if they can keep him until the end of the season and see where they get, they get if they get European football, maybe keep him. But yeah. well, it could be like the West Ham thing from last year. Yeah. Nathan Rice staying on for, yeah, for another exactly. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, he reminds me a lot of Yaya Torre mm, yeah. He's very, very good at getting up and down. Yeah, getting up and down the pitch and yeah. uh, do Liverpool. I mean, I say he would link with Liverpool last season for forty million quid, which yeah. might be a bit of a steal now these days. If you look yeah, at yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, that's only going to increase now if, yeah. if, they, if yeah, they keep yeah. playing well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fans of Graham Potter who would have seen him at Oysterlands and, and Swansea before he, he joined Brighton would know that he likes to play the game. I hate to use the term, but in the right way. Mm. Ball on the floor. Yeah. Quick. Can go direct when they want to be. Yeah. When they want to be. And I think so. I've always said he's, he's destined for a top, top job mm-hmm. in English football. Yeah. And I, I'd be amazed if he's not the next Arsenal manager. Yeah, uh, he would have him well drilled. That's for sure. Yeah, and he'll know Ben White. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
for me, I don't know, Arsenal fans, if you're watching, if you agree, I, I'd have him in. I'd, I'd been off Arteta and get, I've said yeah. that from day dot. Yeah. Um, anybody who's impressed you? I've got a couple more on the list I can rattle through if you want. Um, obviously, Chelsea. I think they've been massively impressive. The defending is just top-notch. Um, you saw in the game against Liverpool where we went a man down yeah. and saw the game out with of 40 minutes to go, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, uh, Thiago Silva is, started off very slow when he came to us and he, he took a while to get up to the pace of the Premier League but as soon as, as, soon as he'd sort of reached that level, he's been unstoppable. He, um, I don't think I've seen better defending since John Terry, to be honest. From Chelsea. For, from Chelsea, obviously. Uh, yeah. Um, obviously, Lukaku's come in, grabbed a load of goals. It'll probably continue that way. It, he surprised me a bit because I, you probably knew know my opinion on him. To yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was going to be a bit lethargic and whatnot, but he's, he hit the ground running, and, and it's not what I expected, but it's happened, so yeah. happy. Fair enough. I mean, we'll, we'll talk Chelsea more Chelsea in our in our yeah. pre-match build-up. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. want to use all of our uh, all our gunpowder just yeah, yet yeah, on, yeah. on them. But um, yeah, I, I would agree. They look they look really good, and for me, they're the favourites for today's game against yeah. Man City. Uh, the one on the list for me, I'm not just saying this because I did pick them to pick at the finish in the top half at the start of the season, but Brentford mm. currently ninth. Yeah. And now I'm not going to say too much because we played them at half past five <laughs> <laughs> this afternoon. Um, I've been. I've been super, super impressed with yeah. Brentford. I watched, the, I watched them against the Arsenal on the opening day. I mean, I mean take that with a pinch of salt, mm-hmm. the Arsenal result, because the Arsenal will, will wank yeah. and have been this season so far. Um, we then got, I watched it last week against Wolves, which is the game obviously we were meant to be doing last week. Yeah. And Ivan Tony, for me, is a player. I think yeah, he, he is. is class. He's he's a future England player for sure. He's twenty five. Mm. I thought he was like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. But he's been around for years. He's mm. been up. He's, he's Newcastle. Yeah. Then he went to Wigan and then Peterborough. So he really has worked his yeah. way up. But man, the confidence mm. of the guy. Like, yeah, he, he ran the show, didn't he? He was causing the defense so many problems. Yeah, uh, I know he was offside for for a goal or so, didn't he? In, yeah, in that, in that game last week. But um, yeah, what a player! I picked a well. good week to captain him. Yeah, in, in fantasy yeah, yeah, football, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they sort of speaking about Brentford in the in the football finance part of the pod. But this way of they haven't got an academy anymore. They scrapped their academy about five years ago, mm. and they now have a B team, which I, I can only describe as kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters. They sort right. of go around and yeah, play yeah, friendlies yeah. and exhibition yeah. matches. There's no player over the age of twenty one. So it's kind of like an under twenty one squad, yeah. under under twenty two, under twenty one squad anyway. But last week they played Arsenal. And Arsenal fans, oh, we beat them. <laughs> well, at least they beat them once this season. <laughs> um, they've played Bayern Munich's under-19s. They've played... But then they'll go and play, like, is it Hampton and Richmond? I think they're yeah. a team. I haven't made that up, I hope. Um, they're playing them. I think they're National League South. Yeah. They're playing their men's team midweek. Mm-hmm. So these kids are getting a mixture of playing against really good, mm-hmm. high-class European opposition yeah. and getting down in the trenches with lads who have got to go and play us at all on Monday. Mm-hmm. So that's how they make their money. Yeah. You know? yeah. Is that something that you think that more teams should probably look at? Get rid of academies and not just playing this little nice little ticky tack of football every week against the same under nineteen teams you play every year. Yeah. But maybe going out and yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, it, what an experience for them. 
just to do that, to go around with these big teams and do that. Yeah. Um, I think there's always a place for youth academies, though, and I think that's you see, the pinnacle of that is is the Barcelona Youth Academy. Yeah, let me say, yeah. Yeah, and just seeing the players that come out of that. Um, there's, I think there's got to be a, a handful of them in every league, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, fair enough for being able to run a club like that and uh, yeah. in a different manner. Because they work with Moneyball as well. They've got like a Moneyball idea. And for those who haven't watched the film Moneyball, understand what Moneyball is. It's basically stats-driven yeah. player recruitment. Yeah. Um, incredible film, by the way, if you haven't seen it. It's really good. Yeah. Brad Pitt and... Um, yeah. oh, okay. The other one. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I can't remember what his name is, but it, it, it'll come... Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, that's it, yeah. yeah. Um... Really good film. I highly, yeah. I highly recommend watching it. Um, another impressive team, Evan, I put in there, hmm. which as a Liverpool fan, some people may think that's a bit of a, a shock. But um, I think what could have been an absolutely horrific start hmm. with Rafa yeah. and fans being back in ground, yeah. you know, slowly they're, they're ticking along all right. Yeah, they've struggled a little bit since... Calvert-Lewin got injured. Yeah, they got beat 3-0 last week yeah, by Villa. Yeah, and their defence isn't great. Like you say, 3-0 Villa. Um, but yeah, they show promise. Definitely. It's amazing what happens when you get, actually get a decent manager in. Mm. You know, I mean, they've, they've gone for Ancelotti now, Benitez. Um, why other teams aren't looking at Rafa Benitez? Yeah. I'll never know. I know Zach's a massive fan of Benitez yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think they've done really, really well. Yeah, and he's getting a tune out of Damari Gray, who costs mm. one point eight million quid. What a steal! He's he's so good on the ball sometimes, yeah. and affects the game way more than most other players, mm. which is just what you want for that price. You've got. I I loved him at Leicester. Him. I thought yeah. he was great at Leicester. Yeah. They had him and <laughs> I've always said to my brother, the most underrated winger in, in Premier League history, Mark O'Brien. <laughs> I loved him. I don't know why. I think Mark Albright's the most underrated winger in, in yeah in he does, league history. He does the job, yeah. Just it never yeah. I've never heard anyone say a bad word about him. Yeah. I say I've never seen many people have a good word about him either, but mm. but um yeah, I, I I think Everton they should be looking at top six this year. Um, at least certainly aiming for that. Yeah. Uh we're going to dis- the disappointed then in the yeah. in the five. I mean let's let's get the obvious one out of the way, Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> seems like we talk about Arsenal every week. It's because they give us something to talk about every week. Mm-hmm. Usually, another crap performance. Yeah. Um, again, Arsenal fans, we don't mean to pick on you. Um, it's the expectation, isn't it? It's the expectation that that they have, and the delivery that isn't there. And yeah. That's why we talk about them every week. Exactly. I mean, and then some people would would, would say, "Well, Kenny and and Macy just spoken about being financially responsible, which you know Arsenal are. They don't spend a lot of money." Mm. But now you're saying, "Oh, they're crap now because they're not winning games." Mm. So, I mean, okay, well, they did actually spend the most. They did, you're right. Period, they did, didn't they? Yeah, but all in, in the all the wrong places. So, <laughs> have they got the right man there? No, no. We spoke about Graham Potter. I mean, I'd have him all day long at Arsenal. Yeah. Um, they have won the last two games, though. Uh, admittedly, against Norwich and Burnley, mm. both one nil. Not what you would class as convincing. No. And the Burnley game, I don't know if you saw it, but it, the goal was a minor got free kick. Yeah, it's yeah. not like they carved them open time after no, time. Exactly. Yeah, the, the game before though, they they had lots of sh- shots, but. Couldn't convert, and then they scored that squeaky little tap in, didn't they? Yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not convincing at all, is it? No, I mean we won't, we won't speak too much about Arsenal purely yeah, because yeah. we speak about them every single week. Yeah. Um, the other team, 
I'm not going to say. I'm trying to say it's like a smirk. Leeds. Uh, the other team I picked. Uh, 17th currently. Now, those Libero viewers will probably know our... Who watches regularly will know our thoughts on Mar- Mar- Marco Bielsa. Um, good manager. I'm not saying he's not a bad manager. It's, it's the media and the press that get involved with, with his praise, isn't it? That yes. That we don't like. Yeah. They are they are they being found out now? Yeah. There's only so long a plan A can work yeah. with plan A being total carnage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um their finishing hasn't been good enough, I think. No. Do you think they got away with it last year because Patrick Bamford pretty much scored yeah. everything that hit yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. He won't score seventeen goals again no. this season. No. Uh, he he'll probably score double digits. Yeah. They they create they'll still create lots yeah. and lots of chances. But they because of the way they play they play, you know, like you say, I think they have been found out. Is they to, they take the game to the other team and when that happens, it just invites the counter attack. Mm. And as soon as that happens, if you're against a, a fairly high quality team, you're gonna be open to 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 be conceding goals. So. Yeah, I mean I picked out two results in particular from this season with the main knotted five one, yeah, which showed they haven't learned from last season. Yeah. Not the best way to start a season no, either. No, no. And the Liverpool 3 0. Yeah. Now, I went, in, well, I went into the Liverpool game thinking, really raw because they're in a row, this will be really difficult. Yeah. But what Klopp done in that game, mm. I think what a lot of players, managers may look at and go, you picked Thiago in that game and didn't pick Henderson. Mm. There's no point, you're not going to outrun Leeds United. No, yeah, yeah. Just don't let have the ball. Yeah, yeah. Put Thiago in there yeah. and Fabinho and just keep the ball. Just yeah. kill the game yeah. in the middle of the We did. Yeah. And I. I you know, they had one chance right at the start of the game, but other than that, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. I was really disappointed with them. I don't watch, I can't attest to watching Leeds United every week. Yeah. But I know Leeds fans down the pub. Um, and they, you know, they, they say, you know, oh, we're still, still playing the same way. Mm. They need to learn and to adapt, I think. I don't yeah. know if, that, if, if they oh, go. I think so. They haven't got a plan B when they go down, really. No. A goal down, yeah, they probably get back into it. Two goals down, there's no way back for them. They don't. They don't have a plan B. No. And and they don't have damage limitation either. They don't, they just keep going with plan A, which then invites another like Liverpool scoring the third goal. Yeah, exactly. Just puts yeah. them straight out of the game again. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's um it's a weird one, and I think that they may have been a victim of their own success last year, and they they deserve praise last year. They came mm. in, they they were a breath of fresh air in the Premier League. The houses. Murderable tactics and things like that. You know, if that works for them, that works mm. for them. I wonder if they'd be any better if they had the partnership like Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips, whether that would help them to, to control the middle of the park more mm. and then that can invite the, the attacking football that they love. It'd be an interesting conversation to have. I mean, not that he'd go there. But. No, but I think that. I do look at Calvin Phillips and think sometimes I, think, I look at him and think, Christ, man, you've got an hard job in here. Mm. He's the only one. Yeah. They sort of play 4 1 4 1. Yeah. And Calvin Phillips is, is that yeah. linchpin. Yeah. And they look shit without him. Yeah. They do. They do. Um, yeah. He played against us, but like I said, we just passed all around. He yeah. couldn't, couldn't get anywhere near us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got a couple of good players there, like Rafinha. Yeah. I think he'll go at the end of the season. Calvin Phillips, I think there's definitely a market for him. Uh, Bamford, yeah. as we've seen, will, will score goals. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been disappointed with them. Yeah, just because they haven't seemed to learn. Mm. I mean, again, people will probably come back to this podcast or this show at the end of the season. Ah, oh, you wanker! They finished sixth. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. If they do, they do. Fair play and back. Bielsa's one fucking manager of the year. Yeah, 
I'll put my hands up with that, but yeah, not at the minute for me. And the last ones, this is this is not a, not I'm not disappointed with them because I expect them to be there. But Norwich mm. just looks so poor. Yeah, every yeah. week they and, look so bad. And the excuses come every week from Parker as well. Yeah, it's just in his very nice German accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the way he speaks. I love his accent. Class. It's, yeah, it's hard to take him seriously when he's angry when he's talking. Like, he looks mean. And he yeah. talks like that. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, there's just so many mistakes all over the park. There's there's not one area that you say that you could hands on hand on heart say they they they're strong in. Yeah. There's, a, there's nowhere in the park that you, you can sort of say. It's only so long Timo Pukki can keep scoring goals. He's about 45 now, isn't he? So it's, I think it's going to be a long season for Norwich. Um, Steve, you brought a thanks for your comment as well on Facebook. Derby gamble with their status. They invested in the hope of success. Essentially, bad decisions cost them. Yes, I would certainly agree. Yeah, definitely. Agree with that. Um, we've gone then to our last topic before um, we go into our analysis show, which we hope will start about half 11 once the teams are out. And this is the Carabao Cup draw, which was take, took place midweek. Um, it's for the fourth round, and I can't believe there's actually only 16 teams left mm. in it in mm. the fourth round. Um, and quick, isn't it? It is. I mean, the first question that people talk about now is, 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 does the Carabao Cup, I hate your term, should be the League Cup, does the League Cup still have a place in the football pyramids, in the football yeah. schedule? I, for? I, I love any, any kind of competition like that, because it gives the youth a chance to play and and how else do they ever get a first team selection if, yeah. if there's if it was only the Premier League for instance the Champions League you're not you're never going to play so yeah I welcome it and I think why not it's an extra bit of silverware fans get to gloat when they've when they've won something yeah yeah, yeah I, I think why not and it also gives some of the other lower teams an opportunity to win something when they might not necessarily ever win the Premier League, so yeah. Although Man City have won like the last four, yeah, they have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just depth of squad though for you, isn't it? They, well, got, they can play players like yeah. Phil Foden, yeah, way to Shrewsbury, yeah, and Kevin De Bruyne, yeah, <laughs> just just because they can. Yeah. Um, we will quickly we'll go through the draw with talk about. It's really disappointing. It's not a very big game mm. in it. Um, so we'll, we'll go we'll go through the eight ties that are there. Um. First one actually up is Chelsea against Southampton. Chelsea five to one second favourites. Um, is this going to be a, a tournament which Chelsea take fairly seriously this year, or do you yeah, think this I will think be so. I really? Think Chelsea will take it seriously enough to get us close to it. Um, we've got the depth of squad as well, so I think you could play ZH. Um, Striker is probably the position that we haven't got too many backups for. Yeah. Um, Timo Werner. But yeah, Timo <laughs> Werner. But he scored the other day, so happy about that. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of players there you can be bringing in yeah. for those for those games without losing too much quality. Yeah. Southampton, on the other hand, they're probably going to the, into the group of teams in this competition, likes of them, West Ham, Leicester. Spurs even probably to agree thinking this is a real chance of silverware now we can yeah. have a day out at Wembley the fans will hopefully by then yeah. still be allowed to go to football yeah. I'd imagine we will yeah. dangerous though Southampton yeah yeah definitely um, 
Shay Adams is, is a threat. Um, Armstrong. A couple of lads from Chelsea. I don't think yeah. they'll be able to play, though, in the no, Livermento uh, and, yeah, and the yeah. other. And, uh, Borja. Borja? Yeah. They, don't, they won't be able to play, will they? And they've been really key for them yeah. this year. I think they look really good, actually. Yeah, they do. I, I rate Hassan Hootel's management style. I think he, he knows how to approach each game. He has a game plan for each game. And he'll probably be able to stifle us, sort of like he did against Man United. Just stopping, stopping the, the key players getting on the ball and stuff. So, I'll oh, get Man City last week. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll, it'll set them up. Uh, Man City actually are in the next time. West Ham, we're going to talk about West Ham, Man City. Could have been a Manchester derby in the fourth round if May Night would have obviously yeah. beat West Ham, but they didn't. Um, lad I worked with, Sean, actually mm-hmm. went to the game. Hope you had a good one, mate. Um, they beat United 1 0. Should have United won that game with the team they put out? Yeah. Uh, it was head and shoulders that much better than the West Ham team that was fielded. There's no reason why they shouldn't have won that game 2 or 3 0. Hmm. Martial is too lazy for me and he needs to go. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he should have started Cavani if he had the option. I can't remember if he was injured or not. Sancho is a key player. He should have been doing more than he did. Um, but you can't put the whole um, responsibility on his shoulders. It's like the whole team's got to perform. But yeah, I just don't understand how they didn't win that game. Well, West Ham did. And they played yeah. Man City with the 5-2 five to, five to favourites mm. win it. Again, obviously, they've got the biggest squad we just mentioned. Yeah. Um, will they think they'll win it again? Got to be. Yeah, one I think of, so, yeah. One of the, they, one they've, of got, the they've got enough class there, haven't they, to do it? Yeah, you watch this now, West Ham beaten probably. <laughs> um, next up, Leicester-Brighton. Two of the teams you like to play football. That'd be a good game, I think. Two yeah, teams yeah. you want to play football the right way. Yeah. Leicester City this year, a little bit underwhelming. We've spoken about Brighton already, so we won't go too much about Brighton, but Leicester City, a bit, a bit underwhelming. Yeah. That exact same exact brings up on the, on the pod regularly is the fact that Leicester need a good start mm. to negate the usual tailing off they have yeah. at the end. Um, but they kept most of their players this year. Yeah. Um, you'd expect them to beat Brighton, but... I can't call it. If you to say put money on it, yeah. I literally couldn't call it. Yeah, I mean, both teams would like to get to the final. Mm. The team trip out to Wembley as well. Um, again, two teams you probably want to do well in this competition. Burnley, Spurs. Difficult <sighs> midweek game away to Burnley. Oh, I know that Burnley are going to play their full strength as well, aren't they? Yeah. And Tottenham won't. Yeah. And that would cost them probably. Yeah. Because they'll... They'll underestimate Burnley, I think. You'll go Burnley for this one. I, I think it'll go probably be a draw or something and go extra time or penalties, sorry. And um Yeah, and it was anyone's game. I, I don't <laughs> think Spurs it's not a guarantee Spurs win. No, not 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 in a not in a League Cup game, I would have said. Zach, if you are still watching, do let us know on <laughs> how you think you're gonna get on during the uh during the, the, the midweek. And uh next one probably yeah, not, not one for the football purists here. QPR against Sunderland. Sunderland, the lowest ranked team left in the competition. 200-1 to win it. Um, should be a good game. Sunderland beat Wigan last time out. Yeah, I think Sunderland might edge it. Really? Mm. Yeah, I think they've got something behind them at the moment. It's going to force them. Force They're them second the in League One? Yeah. 
um, one of my friends is a QPR fan, uh, fan and he, he said the other day, actually, um, when he saw the draw, that he would rather have drawn Chelsea. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So, well, they are the favourites, aren't they, for that game? So there's going to be a bit of pressure on QPR. And again, do they want, they're coming eighth in the championship, so they'll be looking at pushing up into mm. the playoffs yeah. and having a sustained run at it. So maybe think they'll leak up. Mm. We'll probably just end up playing Man City or Liverpool in the next round. They'll get thumped anyway, but yeah. might have been it off. Um, yeah. Next one, I've put down tie of the round. Um, Arsenal against Leeds. I think it could be quite an enjoyable one. Very good, yeah. I think that would be a very good game. <laughs> Arsenal trying to defend against Leeds. <laughs> yeah. Blitzkrieg. Yeah. Chaos attack. Yeah, exactly. Um, I fancy Leeds in that one. I do as well, actually. You know, you said it. I think, um, like I say, it's going to be full-on attack. Arsenal are going to be bamboozled because they don't know how to deal with that kind of pressure. Yeah. And it'll probably be a weekend Arsenal team as well. Yeah, it will be, yeah. Because they're in a relegation yeah. dogfight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have to save their players at the weekend. Yeah, certainly. Um, Stoke against Brentford. I'd, I'd imagine Brentford. Um, yeah, Brentford should do that, shouldn't that. And then last, the last time I've got down is Preston um, at Liverpool, which is the, the Ben Davis derby. Um, ben Davis, for those who can't remember, is the player Liverpool signed in January and never played him. <laughs> and now he's gone on loan to Sheffield United, I think. Yeah. So it's the Ben Davis derby. Um, probably more appropriate is, is probably the Bill Shankly derby he mm. managed. Yeah. He played for Preston. Yeah. They've actually got the Bill Shankly stand. Preston, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is, is well. Um, they are going to be played at the midweek, the 26th and 27th of October. So that is about four weeks. Mm-hmm. Four weeks. I don't know why I looked at my watch. Four weeks when I've got the date right in front of me over there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure if there, if there is still a place for the Carabao Cup. I'm, a, I'm, I'm very much so traditionally thinking you should keep all your competitions. Yeah. Um, and removing it would only then enhance the, the bigger teams' um, chances to. On a different topic there as well. Um, yeah, so I, yeah. I, I think there's definitely a place for the Carabao Cup. Um, but I did read a stat that the last time anyone from the Big Six wasn't in the final was when Swansea played Radford mm. in like 2012. So it's been nearly a decade yeah. since a, a top six team you know, hasn't, hasn't gone at least to the final. And they can do with, with the squad sizes that they. Yeah. though, that's good for the, for the ticket sales, isn't it? If you've got. I don't know, say Man City, Wigan, or whatever yeah. in the final. That's great for for Wigan. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a day out, it's yeah. a day out for everyone, and yeah, um, yeah and it, I quite like I quite like the fact yeah. the finals in February as well, mm. just a a, a mid season sort of lift after yeah. after Christmas. Um, yeah, I mean, I I can't, I you know, I, I I can I can see Liverpool sneaking it this year. The league, mm. we've never done really well in it. Um, yeah, but I just think. Yeah, I've got a feeling it might be us. That's all Man City, I think. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, it's a bit of a toss of the coin, isn't it, really? Klopp will do what he's always done and, and play his youth team all the way up until the, the final few fixtures and then yeah. play his first team. Always reminds me of a little very quick story before we finish the pod, but Peggy Arfex had was Liverpool's reserve goalkeeper. Mm. And he played every round in the 2001 Worthington, when it was the Worthington Cup then. And it was unbelievable. Mm. And then, yeah, it got unceremoniously dropped for the final mm. Sander Vestal, who had a mare. We won the game yeah. <laughs> on penalties, but he didn't have a great game. Yeah. And there's a stat with Peggy Arfex out that he's played six professional football games in Liverpool and won five trophies. Wow. Which isn't a bad stat. It's a stat for you to leave the podcast there. <laughs> uh, but that is the end of the podcast and our Saturday morning show. We are going to take a quick five-minute break just before the teams come out to get things prepped. For the analysis show, where we are going to look in a bit more in depth into Chelsea and into Man City. And for those who are watching 
Alex is a Chelsea fan, so we do actually have some yeah. uh, a vested interest yeah. in today's game. Um, <laughs> as I said, please do subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review if you are listening to this on the podcast. It is really appreciated. Um, we are only a small a small podcast. We would like to grow the show and the pods as much as we can to get our opinions out there and to hopefully you know get guests on the show later on. Uh, I mean, find the sky idea at the minute, but you know we just want to keep keep going on the show and your reviews, your likes, your retweets, anything you can do to help us is it's really appreciated by us here at the Libero. I said we are going to take a quick five minute break. I'm going to go and grab the pad. Hopefully, press the right button because this is going to be where it all goes tits up. Um, but we will be back shortly. I reckon just after half past 11 for our analysis show. Um, And I'm going to hopefully press the right button to go to a break. We'll see you very, very shortly. 